many times in life we, we feel like if we could just get that thing. Y'all know what it is. Like, you know it's that one thing to make your life all better. It's, it's, it's just that one thing that's going to turn your whole life around. That, that one thing that's going to make you feel good. That one thing that's going to make you feel better. That, that, that one thing. We've all got that one thing. Some of us got that one thing that we can tell, and some of us got that one thing we can't tell. And the truth of the matter is, is that we have a brother in our text that really believes that kind of thought. If I could just get what my father left, I'll be all right. And sometimes that thought overpowers all of your thoughts. You become so inundated with trying to do that one thing that you miss a whole lot of other things. If you paid attention, if you got red letters, and so red letters are in your Bible means Jesus is speaking. These are the words of God. And if you don't, I'm, I'm telling you right now, verse 12, Jesus is speaking. Verse 13, somebody interjects. Verse 14, Jesus speaks again. And don't you get yourself into this place where everything in your life is dismissed because you want that one thing. It is so inundating on this man's life that he's in the presence of God. He's listening to the words of Jesus and all he can think about is that one thing. The truth of the matter is that sometimes we allow that one thing to overpower everything. This man is in front of Jesus, listening to Jesus, has an audience with Jesus, and all he can think about is money and material things. Leads me to my first principle. I want you to understand if we're not going to be greedy, number one, don't be too selfish. Because every now and then you, you got to look at yourself, you got to pay attention to yourself. But don't pay it too much attention to yourself. Okay, all right. Listen, listen. Too much attention on yourself is selfishness. Okay, <clears throat> this is how you know yourself. When you got a God that knows all, sees all, and can do all, and is all to any, every, and everybody, but all you can think about is yourself when you sitting in front of him, you selfish. You're selfish when all you can think about is yourself. You don't have no mindset for nobody else's feelings. You don't think about anybody else's thought. It's your way or no way. You're selfish. At some point, you've got to learn to say, this is bigger than me. This is about God. He's in the presence of Jesus and all he can think about is money. Inheritance. So much so that he interrupts Jesus talking to say something. Now listen to me. He asked Jesus to be something Jesus could actually be but shouldn't actually be. I'm going to go a little bit deep here now. Truth of the matter is Jesus can do anything. Jesus can fix anything but he won't fix everything. Now, this is going to sound crazy, but some stuff you ain't supposed to take to God. <clears throat> I'm trying to help somebody be holy in here. There's some stuff you got to work out on your own. You got to fix for yourself. You got to do by yourself and for yourself. Now, God's presence and power is with you, but God says you fix it. 
Don't be greedy. Number one, don't be too selfish. But number two, safeguard yourself from yourself. Safeguard yourself from yourself. When you read, when you read the passage of Scripture, Jesus answered and said, Friend, who gave me the right to judge or to divide the property between you two? And he went on to say to them all, watch out and guard yourselves for every kind of greed. Because your true life, somebody say true life, is not made up of things you own. No matter how rich you may be. No matter how rich you are, your life is not made up of your riches. Safeguard yourself from yourself. Jesus responds to this man, calls him friend. After this brother calls him teacher, he says, teacher, I need you to help me divide this stuff between me and my brother. He says, no, no, why do you think that's what I do? Now, the reason why he thinks that's what Jesus does is because it was tradition in that time for the rabbis to settle civil matters. It was, it, it was okay for them to be arbiters or to be, to be uh, uh, judiciaries or to, 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 to talk over those thoughts and, and be the voice of reason. It was reasonable for, for him to ask Jesus in context because in the culture, that's exactly what they did. So it's not unreasonable for someone to ask someone outside, particularly who was a teacher, to help arbitrate some of these issues. The problem is, who is asking? Okay, okay. Jesus is Jesus. And, and what happens to us sometimes is we ask the wrong people for help. The actor and martial arts specialist said this, Bruce Lee. There is one basic principle to self-defense. You must apply the most effective weapon as soon as possible to the most vulnerable target. The most vulnerable target at sometimes is us. You have to learn how to apply the most effective weapon against your most vulnerability. And when you learn how to do that, you'll protect yourself and guard yourself from becoming too greedy. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Yeah, yeah. Somebody say, I got to protect myself. When you listen to anybody, any pugilists in here, any, any boxers, any people that like to box or watch boxing, first thing the referee says is protect yourself at all times. Not just when you, and if you don't practice protecting yourself, when you get in the ring, you sure are going to be unguarded. Don't be greedy. Number one, don't be too selfish. Number two, safeguard yourself from yourself. But number three, don't store all your success. It's let me, let, me, let me tease this out. Don't store all of your success. 
So Jesus responds to him and says, no matter how rich you are, your life, your true life is not made up of your riches. Verse 16 says, and Jesus said to him a parable. There's a rich man who had land which bore him good crops. He was doing real good. He began to think to himself, there's a problem right there. I don't have place to keep all, somebody say all, all my crops. What can I do? Hmm. This is what I will do. He told himself, I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones where I can store the grain of all my goods. He's going to tear down good barns to build bigger ones because he wants to keep all his success to himself. There comes a point in time where you have to assess your successfulness and that success cannot all belong to you. People say that the cemetery is the most wealthiest place in the world because folk have had great ideas and even great success but died with it. What you trying to die with? What good can you provide? And listen, you might not be able to provide good like somebody else, but give your good. Do, do your good. Help somebody along the way. Help someone understand. If it's, if it's young, young boys and girls, help them understand. If it's other adults, whatever it is, the Lord has blessed you and, and, and enabled you to do well. You ought to give it back and do it for the good of the world. This man is greedy, so much so that he's got big barns, but he wants bigger barns. You got a skill, you got a talent, you know something, you got you're something good. And, and, and those of y'all that know, if y'all know social media, y'all need to get on uh, uh, TikTok, uh, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and talk. Just start talking. Tell the folk how to do something. Tell them how you crochet, how you knit. I don't care what it is, how you, how you get jobs, how you do resume. I don't care what it is. If you're cooking something, start you a cooking show on there. Show somebody something if you're good at it. Don't be greedy. Try to store up his own success. Number one, don't be too selfish. Safeguard yourself from yourself. Don't store all your success. Next, next idea is don't try to psych out your soul. Don't try to psych your soul out. He, he, let, me, let me frame this well. Let me read it. Verse 19. Go to verse 19. Then I will say to myself, lucky man, you have all the good things you need for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and enjoy yourself. <laughs> I believe this man is talking to himself because something in himself is talking to him. 
I believe he gets to this point where he's talking to himself because his soul is talking to him. So, so if, if, if you understand the theology of humanity, we were made from dust, right? Genesis 2-7, God scooped dust and formed man and breathed the Ruha HaKadish, the breath of life, into man. Took out a man a rib and made a woman, and now we got woman and man. We got everything from dirt. But the soul came from God. We all got some jacked up flesh. Your soul going to talk to you about some stuff. There's something inside of you that's going to say, listen here, playboy. You better cut that out. But then what you're going to do is say, listen, I can handle it. Have, okay, y'all don't want to be real in here. Have you ever psyched yourself out to do the wrong thing? I ain't going to do it but this one time. I ain't going to take but just a little taste. I ain't going to try it but a little bit. I ain't going to take but a little swig. I ain't going to look at nobody. I'm just going to talk plain. I ain't going to touch but a little bit. I ain't going to taste but... I ain't, I, have you ever tried to psych yourself out? Okay. Y'all, y'all holy in here. Okay, I left my halo somewhere else. Done psyched myself out and said, this is going to be my last time. Lying. And your soul is trying to help you. The soul is trying to get you to do right. But you got to talk your soul down. He said, I'm going to say to myself. He said, I'm going to say to myself, we got plenty for years. Let's just chill. Let's just ride out. And what he has done is he's trying to psych out his soul and be satisfied. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with that. There's, there's, a, there's an ending in this particular story. And the scenario plays out in this story one way, but it could play out in our lives where we have to live with that choice. And some of us have been swallowed by our own success. You got all the goods you could get. You surrounded by trinkets. You got all the stuff you want, you got everything you want, and it's killing you. You're trying to maintain stuff you don't even need. It's killing you. And what we got to learn how to do is get in the frame of mind is that this stuff don't mean nothing. But the point of this parable is your soul needs to be important. What does my soul need? Don't try to psych your soul out saying you need it. Your flesh won't it. Your soul don't need it. Try to psych out your soul. The truth of the matter is we are inundated by our own success and we're taking, we're, ta- we're being taken over by it. But then God comes in, particularly in this story, and says something in verse 20. And you don't want to hear these words from God. But God said to him, you fool. This very night you will have to give up your life. Then who will get all these things you have kept for yourself? Two words you don't want to hear the Lord say. You fool. Now, it's a difference between being foolish and being a fool. 
So what, what this man has done as he has actually, hear me, psyched his soul out to believe that that's the way of life. Because when God talked to you, God talked to your soul. He talks to the part of you that's him. He will, he will help the part of you that's you, but he's going to talk to the part of you that's him. And you have got to protect yourself from making him you. And the soul of this man had become so corrupt that God said, you fool. Now, when God call you a fool, he ain't lying. God is not a man that he should lie. Here's my last point. I'm done. Set your sights on the sunset. Write that down. Set your sights on the sunset. He says, this very night. This very night. You will have to give up your life. And the man was so worried about life on this side of the Jordan that he never gave thought to life on the other side. Now, I'm not talking about you being uh, uh, focused on death all the time. But I need you to think about it. I need you to think about what's going to happen when you leave here. Think about what life is going to be. Think about how your sons and your daughters and your children are going to be when your stuff is, they fighting over your clothes. When they, when they fighting over your cars, your house, and, and your, your bank account. Set that stuff in order. I'm talking, I'm helping y'all somebody. I, this, this ain't direct Bible, but this is side Bible here. The man didn't care about the tomorrow after death. Truth of the matter is, is that no matter what age you are, death can find you. And even though I'm just 40, I think, I, I think about the sunset. I think that in any moment I could be traveling down the road in the grocery store, anywhere, and that's it. And so I want to make sure that I keep my eyes on the sunset, make sure that my wife and my children, my mother, my father, my, my family are taken care of, because I'm not so selfish, I'm not so self-centered I can't think about somebody else and me leaving my stuff. God didn't bless us in any capacity that we're blessed for us to be greedy.